Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Startup Sutra. This is your co-host Harjeet, along with my friend Anirudh. And in today's episode, we'll talk about hospital economy. So we're going to talk about businesses which are built around hospitals or healthcare uh, sector. So myself, uh, I've been working with the healthcare or the pharma sector as a management consultant for the last eight years. And uh, to like, we understand that there are several businesses and uh, which revolve around you know, uh, the hospital economy or the healthcare sector. And one of the very important aspects of the healthcare sector or the pharma se- sector in particular is marketing. Uh, in pharma, uh, most of us know that the margins on the drugs or on the medicines are very high. They go up to even 90 to 99%. And in such a competitive market, uh, the companies have to like spend a lot on their marketing to you know get the best out of their marketing and the sales team. And to do this, there are several innovative ways that come up. Uh, for the first idea, we came up with a story uh, that was uh, a business built around marketing of products in the healthcare or the pharma sector. The company's name was Outcome Health, and they started in 2006. The company was started by two students of Northwestern University called Rishi Shah and Shraddha Agarwal. Indian names, uh, they started this company in the US. Uh, what they did is they delivered pharmaceutical ads to patients on screens that were placed in doctor's offices, right? So that was their innovative business model when they started back in 2006. And it was such an easy and such you know innovative idea at that time. Uh, they basically wanted to build a very efficient page, patient engagement system to educate the customers and also show them ads about the products and they would earn money off these ads. A very simple thing. The screens would be set up in the doctor's offices, in the clinics, or in the hospitals, uh, which would be free for these doctors or, or these hospitals. And they would show educational program, educating the customers or the patient around these, I would say the medicines or the diseases, and also show ads. Obviously, when you get attention of the audience, you make money uh, by showing ads for the products. Uh, this company raised $500 million in the early rounds. Within a decade, uh, this Chicago-based company became a very huge tech story, right? And the investment studies at that time showed that outcome health clients on average enjoyed five to one return on their advertising dollar, which is a good return for an advertising industry, right? Now, this company had secured very major funding and was backed by big investors. They rose to a $5.5 billion valuation within the decade, and they had around 600 employees at that time. I would say like uh, in hundreds of million of valuation per uh, employee, that is a very good metric for a startup, which is just a decade old. But you know, success shouldn't hamper the company culture and your principles. But that was not the case for Outcome Health. In 2017, they were charged with an alleged fraud of $1 billion. Yes, you heard it right fraud of $1 billion. What they were doing is they were running a fraudulent scheme to misrepresent companies' business success while raising millions of dollars from their investors. Like, and they were doing this for past five to six years. Like Half of their journey, they were actually misrepresenting their company's success. They ran a scheme to routinely bill their clients and you know uh, extract revenue from them for ads they were never even running. So they misrepresented the company's assets. Like they said, they have like X number of 
uh, screens available in y number of clinics when the actual number was even like not even like half or even very far from true so they were actually charged with this fraud so like such is a you know company such uh, i would say big is this industry that even running a fraud for 5 to 6 years their clients were still getting very good numbers and it was only uh, this uh, fraud was caught only after 5 to 6 years right and uh, this company later got uh, acquired when they were actually going under they got acquired in 2021 march by patient point and a new company was created out of it called patient point health technologies so this combined company actually now had a reach of around 150000 providers of physicians in the us itself which had around 750 million patient uh, visits not like a number of patients but the visits number of visits were 750 million in a year a very good audience they had already built in so patient point actually just not just didn't just concentrate their business onto the digital marketing to the patients they uh, mo- moved their business they pivoted the business to uh, several other uh, i would say avenues available in that industry so they provided marketing solutions even for the physicians uh, uh, to increase their engagement and lead generation so kind of enhancing their online presence to optimize the digital marketing marketing strategy for the hospitals and for the physicians they also provide patient with the education with uh, already the earlier company was doing and uh, even before they approach a patient and through which they actually uh, you know generate a lead for these uh, hospitals or physicians they provide even education services to the patient uh, matching them to the right physician or the right care clinic that they should go to in case they have any kind of symptoms they uh, we understand that right now uh, telemedicine and i would say telecare is also becoming huge so they also started uh, doing remote patient engagement and also did uh, start with the business of uh, product medical products or medicine delivery so they kind of created a custom content for patient just to you know attend uh, their particular needs and this company has till date raised 145 million dollars and is doing insane right now in us so it's a big i would say big industry uh, in case of a country where the healthcare is very organized but i would say even in the eastern markets if we look at india or china these kind of businesses would really do yeah, good I mean, right hello your view point I mean, here so the main thing here is like these pharma companies like there are a lot of regulations around you know how and where they can advertise their products and the best possible location for a pharma company to you know sort of promote its products is within the doctor's lobby or within the doctor's clinic itself right so it makes a lot of sense for these companies to pour money because obviously they're getting great returns and what a stupid kind of a, a, a you know scandal right like all they were doing was basically over reporting like the number of screens that they had had they like right. added more screens they would have easily you know like even if they had raised funding after that if they had you know sort of increased the number of screens that they were uh, you know putting up they could have easily managed this business like this is such a profitable and exactly. such a, like no brainer business like this can be done exactly. very easily in india and i think there's a massive opportunity because just like the us there are you know very stringent uh, you know pharmaceutical regulations regarding like in india advertising promotion of these uh, you know various drugs so i think very easily you know you can sort of replicate this idea in india right right exactly the way uh, indian pharma sector is actually getting organized 
and even the healthcare sector we see a lot of companies a lot of hospitals like setting up their branches and franchises uh this is a very again lucrative business to get into yeah so now that since we're talking about you know various brands and various franchises in the mm-hmm. medical space uh there are a lot of interesting opportunities where you can create brands uh, even fashion brands in this industry which is where the next idea for this episode comes in which is basically the business of medical apparel so think of th- uh, you know clothes like say scrubs that doctors wear or aprons or gowns that these medical professionals wear so there is a specific kind of uniform or you know clothing that most of these medical professionals have and it is designed to you know sort of help them aid them in their overall uh, you know daily tasks with number of pockets the clothing the color of the clothing so that doesn't uh, you know show blood stains that easily so there are various you know nuances attached to medical apparel as well and it's a massive industry so as per reports there are close to 8 million medical professionals in india out of which 3 million have joined in the last 5 years so the number of medical professionals is increasing as well so 8 million like 80 lakh you know medical professionals that's a massive you know market to uh, cater to which is where the next company comes in which is called kaina med k y n a it's an online medical apparel brand which was founded in 2021 itself by two guys abhijit kaji and vanshika kaji so basically what it does as i said it creates different kinds of you know apparel uh, for doctors and other medical professionals like scrubs aprons gowns etc and it has recently raised seed funding from dsg consumer uh, sipla and narayana health and uh, it basically operates in both b2b and b2c retail formats and is currently growing at over 50% month over month and this company uh, is already working with over 200 medical institutions including reliance hn hospital narayana health jupiter hospital just lok hospital so these are some of the bigger you know medical you know outlets that are working already with kaina and i think it's a massive opportunity like like as i said if you have a workforce of say 8 million people these people will be requiring these apparel on a regular basis like there's a lot of wear and tear because you're working uh, you know on a daily basis so i think there's a massive opportunity to cater to this niche like although people think that this is a very you know hidden sort of uh, it might not be that lucrative of a niche but there's a massive opportunity in even catering to these 8 million people right because they'll be buying from you on a regular basis and if you create b2b contracts directly with medical you know institutions like hospitals i think that's an even more lucrative opportunity right right i think uh, yeah the way you mentioned that there are several nuances and there are several you know requirements that they get blood stains they get uh, different kind of stains they can get and these have to be like their uh, these clothes or apparels need to be sterilized or to be reused i think uh, it's a big market and it's it's like never going to go away the demand is never going to go away but in a country like india where we see like these uh, you know the medical professional uh, this profession uh, or these healthcare like growing like crazy these businesses are going to pop up for sure and uh, it's a very lucrative industry in that terms and uh, i think uh, the way this company is growing or the you know the the number you that said that in the last 5 years the huge number of people like joined this healthcare workforce i think it's 
just a joke came to my mind i think it's it's the uh, that millennial age who actually saw sanjeevni uh, series uh, mm-hmm. on tv and uh, <laughs> trying to pursue that profession now <laughs> but most of these people who are say even sanjeevni fans they would like mm-hmm. to have you know trendy wear like if you are say a millennial right. doctor or a gnp doctor you would wouldn't want to go for those same old bland doctor apparel same old bland scrubs mm-hmm. rather you would go for something more fashionable right more fashionable more hip more in line with today's trends and today's culture right so yeah, even those yeah. doctors even they are not boring people they want to flaunt some you know sort of fashion even when they are working right so there is an interesting exactly. opportunity here for sure yeah i think uh, the kind of you know, the way this sector is getting organized this b2b or b2c uh, businesses are going to grow up and uh, while we're discussing about the b2b business the other idea that they wanted to discuss in this episode is about a medtech startup which is actually working in the in this b2b industry so not just the uh, apparels but they have more than 400000 products on their platform so the company's name is called medica bazaar uh, it's a mumbai based startup uh, they started their operations in 2015 and it was founded by two guys named vivek tiwari and ketan malkan so uh, right now last year they were working with more than 1 lakh clients 100000 clients ranging from different clinics or daycare centers to multi specialty hospitals and uh, simply they're what doing is they have uh, like they are serving as a b2b e-commerce for these healthcare uh, organizations so they have uh, everything on the platform from ventilators oxygen concentrators vaccines pp kits infusion kits uh, sanitizer mask everything a hospital or a healthcare clinic or a center would need so i think uh, one very important thing i would like to highlight here is it is very essential to set up this supply chain given that we have seen uh, how thing what uh, things that have happened in the covid scenario especially during the second wave where india's you know supply chain was actually got exposed especially in these tier 3 or tier 4 cities and town and uh, this company is actually focusing more on tier 2 tier 3 and tier 4 cities from where i believe that future growth is really going to come in right so uh, even the founder said that during the covid time he used to get 100 to 200 distress calls a month uh, and that too like for when there was a scarcity of these medical devices and uh, and just to give you some numbers the medical device industry or the market which is only the organized portion of india was 11 billion dollars in 2020 and by 2025 it is supposed to grow to six times to about 66 billion dollars so it's such a ripe opportunity even in this sector to set up these uh, supply chains or set up like uh, back end or e-commerce for the medical businesses right yeah like people don't talk about these businesses they talk about b2b e-commerce things like udan but just look at this company medica bazaar it's you know it's been fl- uh, like flying under the radar it has over 1 lakh customers like 1 lakh hospitals or right. clinics are working with this company that's a massive massive you know client base and people don't understand the kind of orders that they would get like think of the number of syringes that are used in a hospital on a daily basis like the like hundreds of syringes are used on a daily daily basis like thousands or even maybe lakhs of syringes might be used on in a single month so that's the kind of order flow that you can get from these hospitals they have recurring demand even for you know simple things like say medical gloves or say syringes or oxygen cylinders 
so all these products and these are very very important as you said uh, you know crucial products in the healthcare supply chain like That's as right. you mentioned during the covid pandemic there was a severe shortage of oxygen cylinders across the country mm-hmm. so that was a major hassle and like by using technology the first you know the first use of technology should be in these industries where you should digitalize the supply chains of these industries first because these are the bedrocks of right. the indian economy right so first like using technology in these crucial areas i think is a better uh, use of these technologies in my opinion right yeah i think it's it's very important like these uh, unknowingly actually form the spine of the uh, economy of the country and it's very important that the healthcare or the medical sector uh, actually becomes a beneficial uh, you know uh, of these uh, upcoming technologies to build a robust supply chain so that in situations like the way we saw in covid uh these yeah. uh these uh, you know sectors need not suffer at that time another hidden aspect of a hospital or of the healthcare industry is the waste that it generates like mm-hmm. the kind of you know waste biomedical waste that is generated from a hospital can create a lot of you know diseases and illnesses if it is not handled properly so it's a very right. crucial aspect of the overall you know healthcare industry and now even the indian government has started looking at this aspect more like 10 years ago nobody cared where a hospital sort of dispose their medical waste but today it has become very very important for a hospital to have a proper you know biomedical waste management system which is where the next idea for this episode comes in it's actually a massive company like this is a publicly traded company just by helping hospitals manage their waste so this is that's the kind of scale that you can achieve in this industry so mm-hmm. the company is called stericycle so stericycle is basically it's a provider of compliance based solutions such as medical waste document destruction and patient engagement so this company is a us based company out of illinois and it was founded in 1989 by dr james sharp and by 1996 the company was listed on the nasdaq stock exchange so currently it has you know a family of brands uh, with uh, like stericycle then they have a document destruction service called shredit but here we'll focus more on stericycle so this company serves customers in 17 countries including the us and it has revenues of over 2.5 billion dollars annually so that's the kind of scale that this sector has so basically what this company does is it provides various kinds of you know waste management Uh, services so think of uh, regulated medical waste so you know biohazardous trace chemo or pathological waste then you have hipa or osha compliance so in the us you have hipa hipaa which is a healthcare compliance protocol that all these medical professionals and institutions have to follow so they provide help with that as well then they have pharmaceutical waste management and disposal uh, controlled substance waste waste disposal sharps waste management and disposal so they are catering to different kinds of you know waste management uh, you know needs in the healthcare industry so and this is a very very crucial part of the overall supply chain because this is where most of the trouble is created if you are not mm-hmm. able to dispose of there can be severe fines like in in countries like us there are severe fines on medical institutions if they are not able to dispose of their medical waste and this trend is picking up in india as well 
as more and more people get aware of the hazards of med medical waste as well as the rise of you know keeping the environment clean so right. this goes ha hand in hand so climate change and management of health you know waste it's becoming more interlinked kind important of yeah, as well and you see a lot of companies pop up in this space in india as well right 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 i think uh... especially the business model of the companies like they have all their fingers dipped in the oil uh though it, the oil might be okay but uh it's a very good business model i would say and the way they are generating so i would say huge revenues just by managing waste and not just the you know biomedical or hazardous waste uh they are also doing the documents thing and uh, other thing uh i think that's what uh, the entrepreneurs or the uh, you know ventures should aim for uh, generating huge revenues uh through like which actually are making impact of through a business which actually makes impact i think that's uh, the kind of idea uh, that they are working with and uh, for sure like uh, this is specialized waste management like you need special skills to handle right. uh, such kind of waste right so it's a mm -hmm. it's a so, sort of a moat or a competitive advantage that you can create for your business that we deal mm -hmm. in such complicated products because nobody else is so by differentiating yourself through you know specialized mm -hmm. sort of services you can create a very lucrative business for yourself right 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 and anyone who setting up setting up a hospital or a supply healthcare chain they actually would want to like uh, you know be very careful of this uh, waste management and you were for sure are going to go to professionals for that case be whatever they charge for their services and uh, it's going to be uh, you know very lucrative uh, business especially like the way uh, healthcare sector is being regulated right now in india uh, yeah interesting opportunity i would say uh, so let's move on to the uh, final uh, idea of this episode so till now we have actually discussed more of the uh, you know marketing or healthcare related uh, ideas for, for the uh, hospital economy uh, let's move on to the uh, networking part of it so for uh, medical or healthcare professionals networking is very important uh, we know that is important in most of the businesses but especially uh, like uh, when you are working in a healthcare profession you need to be uh, up to date with the new medical uh, news and research and you have to be like uh, very collaborative with uh, you know different specialty colleagues or healthcare professionals sometimes to tackle uh, difficult uh, i would say scenarios or patient situations so for that uh, there's a company called doximity who's actually i would say linkedin for healthcare professionals so they started their operations in 1993 uh, they are building right now a digital platform for medical professionals and it's a very popular uh, i would say social network in uh, us right now as they claim they have around 80% of the us physicians across all specialties and practice areas who are on their platform so like they are helping them to collaborate with other colleagues and uh even uh, i would say from the aspect of like linkedin physicians can add their cvs their experiences and even like uh, the platform suggests connections for them uh for kind of situations or problems or the kind of you know uh, specialties they are in right now and uh, just to add to it on the platform the uh, you know doximity is also helping them to engage with their patients better by helping them with virtual patient visits so they are helping them uh set up virtual patient visits on their platform too right and uh, i think this kind of niche anirudh when we look at uh, several uh, you know industries or uh, these professions 
there are several niche or ideas or uh, i would say expertise in their profession that could be generally overlooked on a general platform like linkedin but uh, it's a very good idea to build like these networking sites especially for uh, you know a particular profession right and i think that could also to big in india it's a big country and these professions might actually uh, gain a lot value from uh, such ideas right yeah so the first thing is like in the medical industry there are you know new developments or new uh, you know innovations that happen on a regular basis and mm-hmm. it is very important for these medical professionals to be up to date on these changes and these advancements in technology the second mm-hmm. thing is in many cases uh, you know these doctors have to sort of take uh, you know sort of advice from their colleagues or other you know professionals in the game to have a better understanding and to provide better care and treatment for their patients there are a lot of collaborations as they say in uh, youtube community so between right. doctors as well so right. <laughs> you know collaborating uh, you know of these medical professionals and information sharing between these medical professionals is very crucial for the growth and development of the overall uh, you know medical professionals and this industry in general so and this is as you said it's sort of a breakdown of linkedin right a linkedin for doctors in a way so mm-hmm. you can create similar you know sub niche platforms uh, like these networking platforms sort of linkedins for particular you know niches like they have for doctors or medical professionals you can create something similar for say lawyers or engineers because mm-hmm. information transfer and networking is something that is necessary for growth in any endeavor in any profession you need to network and you know sort of have this transfer of information between people knowledge, right without which growth is impossible right Mm-hmm. right right and i think uh, it's high time that we already have, i know we already have like these uh, matrimonial sites for particular professions like mm-hmm. doctors looking for other doctors to get married but i think high time like we do also to have networking sites for particular professions. professional networking is i think more important yeah. Yeah. right right 